Grab them grots and get those grenades. It's time for GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Everybody, welcome to episode 414 of the Geekcast Live podcast. I'm your host GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass and Cartoon Joe. And there is no Nick tonight. He is actually uh, in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. He is wow. our he is our uh, on-site correspondent to the Alex Jones defamation trial. Boy, and, what a day uh, it was. What a day it was. He has a full report coming for us next week um, where he'll tell you all the things you need to know. And uh, <laughs> I think I could great. say I think I could say after watching it all day, all mm-hmm. week, the last two weeks, I think I, I can well, say because he was FaceTiming from the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, correct. I, uh, I can sum it up in one word. Um, God, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, we, we might have to, I have reached out to Dan and Jordan and Robert Evans because I want, I, I, I like all the cut of all of their jibs. And, uh, I would like to have, I'd like to have probably Jordan on the show. We're trying, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, fasc- I'm I love totally, the idea. totally fascinated by Alex Jones right now. I love the idea of Schottenfreude. Uh, is that what it is? Well, yeah. yes, yes, that too. Uh, no, I love the idea of uh, beer fund for the plaintiffs or for the de- plaintiffs' lawyers. Oh, absolutely! I, 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 th- if we could get some sort of fund together for the plaintiffs' lawyers, so they never have to buy a beer again, I think that mm-hmm. would be. I think that's fair. I think that's yeah, a good service. But <laughs> we should probably also do something similar for the families, I suppose, but. You know, yeah, they, well, God, I think God willing, they're going to get one hundred and fifty million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they can or, buy they, they've, they're getting their pure money or as or as shitballs knows it as um, eight full grown elephants. Right. Mm. Fucking. Oh. <laughs> uh, we do have guests, though, I, just because Nick's not here uh, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's just the three of us. Um, they've been on our show before. They've got exciting news to talk about uh, on this episode. And, um, you know, I think I was going to introduce them, but I, I don't think anybody can introduce them better than themselves. Well, guys, I'm Brett from <laughs> Infinite Monkeys Games. And I'm Jason from Inf- Infinite Monkeys Games as well. And, um, gentlemen, a, a long time coming. I, I think we get to officially on this show, at least, announce that the Stellar Chaos RPG is uh, available. It absolutely is. That's yes. We 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 released a product and it's selling. And I mean, when you when you put something out there, it's like, is this gonna sell? Is anybody even gonna care? And then people buy it, and you're like, oh, that's a fluke. And then like more people buy it, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> It's a bigger yeah. fluke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. And then, you know, you have Jason messaging me going, did you buy a hardcover? And I'm like, no. And it's just like, holy shit, we sold more than we thought. Like, 
Well, congratulations. I know that this has been for both of you um, a, a real labor, time. a real labor of love. And I think maybe at times more labor, uh, more labor than love. But um, congrats, <laughs> congrats, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's it absolutely has been a labor of love. It's been a lot of labor, uh, but it also has been a lot of love. I mean, I've been working on this thing for shoot almost three decades so it's it's nice yeah, to finally have it out there you you punched your time card in man like seriously <laughs> like i know I, you brought me in oh wait and i was like oh this won't take that long i didn't realize what the fuck that meant <laughs> years later <laughs> yeah only uh, because I, I i brought some ideas to the table and he's like i'm going to rewrite the whole damn thing and i'm like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so well, Oh, go sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, wait until we start the next book. <laughs> so it yeah, has been a while since we've uh, talked about Stellar Chaos. Uh, do you want to give us a rundown? What exactly is Stellar Chaos? Just for our listeners and a refresher for us. Sure. For Stellar, Stellar Chaos is a uh, sci-fi role-playing game at about three, four hundred years in the future, wherein Earth has spread to a bunch of different worlds, and uh, those worlds have become colonial states. Uh, and the the twist in the history is that all contact with Earth has vanished. Uh, nobody knows what the heck happened to it, and so the colonial states are, are kind of left on their own. So the player is in this environment of um, ever-evolving political states, and there's corporate espionage and all kinds of, of shenanigans that go on uh, in it. But the, the, the main push behind it is uh, we wrote the story so that it was completely open-ended, um, so that GMs and player groups can decide, hey— what if we take the the game universe in this direction and they're more than free to do so within their, you know, their purview. Um, and I'm excited to see what some people do with it. So I'm hoping that maybe, you know, people will start publishing some of their, uh, you know, experiences with the game because it's kind of exciting to see what other people might do with the universe. I was just going to ask, is there a, is there a place for players to do that? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. There's. Um, it, it is planned that we will have a place where people can submit ideas or post about ideas they have. Um, uh, and there's a long-term goal that we have of setting up a place where community of our players uh, can submit for uh, ideas for to become canon as part of the the universe. You know, and the ones that are the most well-written and such uh, will bring into the universe as part of the canon. Well, that's, that's pretty that, fucking cool. That is pretty cool. What sets, I don't want, not, not what sets Stellar Chaos apart. Is it a, is it D20? Is it uh, one of those games where you roll like a million D6s? I mean, what is like the core mechanic of Stellar Chaos? The core mechanic is uh, basically opposed rolls using uh, percentile dice. Um, most everything in the game is based off of your character's skills uh, and abilities, and so those create uh, modifiers that get added to your dice rolls, and then those dice rolls get 
either compared to a target number or to an opposing role. Um, so it's we, we've most roles are just a straight up percentile with your modifier added in. So it's it's made to be as streamlined as we can without losing uh, resolution, if that makes sense. Sure. And then if you want to crank it up, we do have optional rules to bring more realism into the system as well. Um, so if you want to add, you know, it, it can be as simple as, you know, if you weren't, if you're playing with your group and you want to keep it simple, it's, you know, did you hit the guy? Yes. Versus, well, he's behind, you know, a desk. Are you going to be able to hit him now? You can crank up the realism, realism based off of optional rules that we have set, or you can pretty much do your own if you want. But we tried to cover everything. If your player group wants something more advanced or something as simple as, yes, I hit it. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, so are there any particular... Um like uh, aspects of the, the the game mechanically that you think are particularly interesting, especially, or is there any like cool, like um, rules for, uh, I don't know, um, shipbuilding, um, human engineering, it's pretty far sci-fi. So are there any components of this thing that I guess you find particularly fascinating that you'd want to share first and foremost, whenever you were like, look at this game, this is one of the things that does different from other games. Well, first and foremost, uh, one of the things that, one of the chapters that I'm really proud of in this book is the chapter on how to run the game Mm -hmm. Um, from a GM's point of view. Um, And it's, it's more than just, you know, here, take, roll these dice to do this, roll those dice to do that. Um, it's a lot more, here's how to, how to build out a campaign. Here's, you know, how to, you know, what's the difference between making a map for a building versus all you need to worry about is, you know, saying that there is a building there. Um, you know, how much detail is, is the right amount of detail? How much detail is too much? Um, how to deal with players of different ilks, you know, where you got your rules lawyers or you've got uh, rowdy players, things of that nature. Sure. Um, but within that uh, chapter is also here's how to build your own in-game content. So you want to come up with items or equipment or weapon or whatnot. Here's the rules that we go by for building out uh, that kind of thing and, um, you know, making it your own. So I'm I'm pretty proud of of the fact that within the game system we're we're sitting here already going this is your universe you play with it how you want to play with it and within the universe what Jason isn't saying is he wrote a master class on how to be a dungeon master or a game master essentially <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know if you get a copy of it that's for all you listeners. Um, it truly is. It is a masterclass on if you've never done it before, that chapter alone will help you infinitely on how to set everything up and how to be a good game master. But um, to really narrow it down, like Jason wrote that chapter and it's a really good chapter. Me, as far as the game goes, um, the fact that he came up with like enhanced humans and cybernetics and there's a race that's as playable within that game within our game that is strictly a robot 
if you want to be the robot guy in the group, go ahead. I mean, there's all kinds of options for you to play. And that's something that I truly love about it. That and laser rifles, of course. Who doesn't love <laughs> well, a good laser rifle? Yeah. Laser rifles. Is there, I was going to ask, within the game, being that it's sci-fi, it's set in space, what, I mean, what flexibility do you have when you're creating your character to, I mean, is it, is it base? is it all humanoids or is it, man, I could be, uh, you know, an eight-legged, you know, subspecies from a far off planet that no one's ever met before. Are, are there rules involved in that? Or is it basically I'm, I'm like a human Android full robot. Those are my choices. So the primary races uh, within the game are humans and uh, engineered humans and mace, which are the robotic race. Uh, but within those races, there are subcategories. So within the engineered humans, there are six different varieties that each have their own abilities and such. Um, and within the uh, mace, uh, there are three different subtypes that are playable, which are the humanoid type and arachnoid type. So if you want your spider mech, oh, you got that. Excuse me, look at that. And a vehicular type. So if you want something that's a little more tank-like, uh, literally, that's available. <laughs> Uh, so I guess while we're talking about character creation, uh, would you say the character creation and like the, the the whole process that you use for it and Stellar Chaos is more streamlined or a little bit more like complex and involved? I'd like to think that it's a little more streamlined. Um, it's the the character creation process has gone through a lot of iterations in terms of uh, during its development um and i think we've got it set up uh in a fairly straightforward step-by-step process you know check your attributes and then from there you can check your natural abilities and then from there you do your you pick your occupation and then your skills and then your equipment and you're pretty much ready to go um if you want to get in depth with, you know, character background or, or, you know, if you're into min maxing characters or things of that nature, um, there's certainly room to do that. But the, the base process is fairly streamlined, I, I believe. Okay. Uh, and then kind of following up on that, um, would you say that your system as a, uh, as a whole kind of leans more towards the fluff or the crunch side of gameplay? Is Do you feel like there's a lot of uh, math or mathematics involved throughout it, or is it more um, uh, storytelling oriented and you just roll dice as challenges come up, um, or is it some kind of uh, in-between? I feel honestly that it's kind of, you know, up to the, the game master. Because, I mean, it's not just a combat-oriented system. I mean, Jason's ran games where it's pure espionage. You know, like, can you talk your way out of this situation? You know, versus, you know, full combat armor, let's go run and gun and blow the hell out of this place. And I, it's, it's kind of a system where you can do both, and that's what I like about it, is it's not just, you know, straight combat-oriented. If you want to do espionage or you know there we even have a uh, a career path where you can be a singer for god's sake you know like there's 
nothing in that system that the, tailored to the needs of the party or what you know the end game of that particular storyline is going to be that our system can't accommodate. And that's what I really like about it. Sure. But uh, would you say that like the um, in in the different styles of gameplay and stuff, does mm-hmm. your game have more like actual uh, mechanics and abilities and attributes and um, like dice rolling involved for uh, these specific things? Say we were doing an espionage campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, is it kind of like Dungeons and Dragons where I would say like I would like to, you know, try and infiltrate through the gates and I just roll a stealth check or are there baked in abilities? If I'm some sort of operative, do I, uh, are there a lot of uh, like operative skills or um, abilities that I can use? Or is it something that it's just kind of more implied? um, Hey, I want to sneak into this building and then, okay, cool. You've got to roll these a couple of dice for it. So within the system, there is, um, well over a hundred skills that all apply to the different types of occupations, including things um, such as spy um, or infiltrator and things of that nature. Um, so for any kind of a skill check, there is a mechanic there for it. So if you're trying to sneak past somebody, then that is a, a stealth check or an advanced stealth check. Um, usually, uh, versus uh another character's perception or passive perception um so it's it's again that that kind of uh opposition role of course it you know it's it also there's also uh rules in there so that say you have an unopposed role so i'm trying to sneak past somebody and they've got their back to me and headphones on mm-hmm. well that's going to be a hell of a lot easier to sneak past them than if they were you know actively looking around exactly right um so there's mechanics in the game to deal with both of those kinds of situations. Um, there's a lot of mechanics in the game for the, uh, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, encouragement of role play versus just dice rolls. Okay. Uh, so there are guidelines for GMs for rewarding char- uh, players for actually role-playing their characters, um, you know, uh, whenever they try to act out their characters or speak as their characters or interact with NPCs uh, as their characters, as opposed to just saying, you know, oh, my character walks up to that that character and, you know, tries to convince them to do X, Y, Z. Right. You know, okay, well, th- how about, you know, yeah, I walk up to the guy and I say, hey, you know, I have this thing that you might want and blah, 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 you know, and, and actually try to put themselves in the in the place of their character. There's rewards for that as well within our system. I love that. Just so okay. you know, I think that that's fantastic that <laughs> I, I love and incur- I. It can get stale, right, when you're just playing. Like you're just playing to play. There's no role. It's just playing game. It's not a role playing game anymore. Right. So that's that's very that's very interesting. I like that a lot. Thanks. Uh, we even have uh, rewards in there. Uh, experience rewards for characters for outsmarting the GM. <laughs> what that's the, a worthy thing to reward. We, we 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 got in the weeds early, so let's pull back a little bit. Sure. Um. 
when you decided to do to create a role playing game, why sci fi? Why space? So personally, I've always been a major fan of sci fi, uh, more so than a fan of fantasy. Um, I mean, I, I love fantasy, but. The problem that I had uh, at the time when I started writing uh, Stellar Chaos was everywhere you looked, if there was fantasy, it was the same old thing. Elves, magic, dragons, you know, orcs, that, that sort of thing. No matter what it was, that's the environment you played in. Um, and I decided I wanted to do something that was... You know, sci-fi, at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of sci-fi games out there. Uh, I wanted to do something that was more up my alley uh, as far as what I liked. Um, But the more that I created and the more I talked to people about it, the more I discovered that other people were looking for good sci-fi games as well. Um, So I just... And as I was creating it, I, again, I was sitting back thinking, you know, what are the issues that I always hear players complain about uh, with role-playing groups and with how games are managed and whatnot? And I took that into account while trying to design things. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if that completely answered your question. But... And knowing that, um, what he's not telling you is that... Um... It all started out because he wanted to tweak the rules of a game that he was playing. Uh, It's already a published game. And he was like, oh, well, I can just tweak this. And then he's going to tweak that. And then he had to tweak that. And then he's like, oh, God, what have I created? (laughs) (laughs) What game was that again, Jason? Oh, that was trying to adapt the rules of massive battle tech uh, to accommodate more space-based stuff. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long before you start ending up with a monstrous creation once you start tweaking around with game mechanics or, or anything like that. Well, yeah, you, you <laughs> one thing and it's like, okay, I'm like, going to oh, this. Oh, no, now I have to think about that. And now I have to think about this other thing. And then, you find, and then you find a mechanic in another game that you just found and you really love it and you got to find out how to shoehorn it into your already established game mechanic. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> exactly how it goes. And then next thing you know, it's been a decade and you're on a podcast and people are telling you it's been a labor of love. Right. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and truth be told, we did do that. We found the mechanic that we loved and I was like, we got to put that in there. And he's like, I really love that. And then, yeah, that took like three years. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's one thing when you get ideas of mechanics from other games. It's something else to completely rip those games off and and you know. Yeah, so that's it, a whole different thing. Like if, if we like something, yeah, you got to experiment with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just got to find that balance there, though. So I also see that here on Drive Through RPG, which is where you can find Stellar Chaos presently. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys also have a what looks like a module or a, like a short campaign intro. Uh, yeah, you want to tell us a bit about that? Sure. Um, so one of the things that we did with that, uh, that's we, we refer to that as Stellar Chaos Light. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's a short campaign, uh, playable within eight hours, um, and it's got everything you need in it: all the characters, all the the relevant rules, um, all the backstory, the full module. It's all there. You don't have to, and it's available for free. Um, it's a good introduction to the game. Uh, it's a good introduction to the kind of adventures that we imagined when we were designing the game, um, and it's. Uh, it's got a little bit of something for everybody, that particular one. Uh, there's a bit of puzzle solving. There's a bit of, of espionage. There's a bit of combat. Um, but uh, the whole point of the Stellar Chaos Light stuff was just basically to put out teasers or, you know, you try before you buy kind of stuff. Um, and there's actually three or four other Stellar Chaos Lights uh, that I've got on the drawing board that I want to put together and put out there. So there'll be a variety of stuff. Um, I actually have one that is going to be completely combat free. Uh, that's based on the idea of the player group is a bunch of characters who are on a space station that has a uh, cataclysmic event and is falling out of orbit. How do you get out of there? We so, would hate <laughs> to play test that one for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a real chore. I mean, it'd be a real fucking bummer to have to set time aside to play test that one for you. I, I don't know. Like I really with, don't know. Uh, data breach. The, it's, mm-hmm. it's the one thing I hear people complaining about all the time. I'm wondering if you've solved is uh, people finding the time to play. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that I think is outside of my uh, pay grade. Ah, dang. You don't have a chapter on that in there? <laughs> no, I really don't. You know, that's, a, that's a good thought to, to build into. I feel like you could write an like entire the thesis on that. That is, is going to be very, very wealthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. there, there is a chapter we can add on kidnapping, but I don't, I don't want to break any federal laws. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to be like uh, uh, the impetus of some sort of mass RPG kidnapping ring. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> which isn't uh, which isn't a bad uh, concept in and of itself for its own RPG. But right. yeah, satanic panic. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say it's brand brand new satanic panic. Yeah. <laughs> Your you, kids uh, are being kidnapped to play Stellar Chaos and other role-playing games. <laughs> but we or, like, they get kidnapped, yeah. So, like, they get taken forcefully from their home, right? But when they're here, we have a really good time. And, <laughs> like, the, the food is tasty, and there's always a cold drink, and you get treated with respect, and we, we have a lot of laughs. But, yes, we do kidnap them first. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't want to... I'm not trying to put icing on the shit cake, but there is there is icing. Mm, Does Apple allow curse words in show titles? Because icing on the shit cake. I don't That's know. a beautiful title. I can't imagine why they would wouldn't. Hmm. I mean, you uh, guys got the explicit uh, tag, right? I believe so. Yes. I mean, I cuss like a sailor, so that should just be expected. No, I, I think we're okay with saying, I mean, we could even say all the words you can't say, like George Carlin. We could say, like, right. sucking motherfucker and tits on the show, and it doesn't bother me or anybody else. Uh, I'm specifically on the show title. 
I don't know if I can have a credit. We're going to find out because as of right now, it's either that or kidnap the kids for fun time RPGs. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I want tied to that either. Or if you guys do like this week on Stellar Chaos, kidnap all the children. Well, I, uh, I, I went to the podcast app and I just typed fuck into the search bar mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, lots of stuff comes up. So oh, perfect. You might have to censor it, but you can censor it in a way that makes it obvious as to what you're saying. Uh, so is there anything on the immediate horizons for Stellar Chaos? I know that we, when did this actually go live? Firstly, I suppose. And then is there anything that's on the, the, the near horizon? Stellar Chaos went live on June the 4th. Um, and on the horizon is a lot of things. Um, okay. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> so I know that we have been talking about like expanding some things. Um, I know that uh, like there's arms and armor we want to expand into. There are things for like the, some of the giant robots that you can pilot. We would like to expand into a lot of different things. I don't want to give sure. it all away, but I, I know that it's just know that it's there. Cool. Yeah, there's there's several source books that um, we're we're looking at. One of them is um, one that I've been planning for a while, but I had to wait until the the base game was done. Uh, it so in the game there's a there's a system similar to the internet. I mean, I guess you can think of it as the internet evolved, um, and uh, the source book's all about adventures in the infonet which is what it's called um which is kind of a a virtual reality um existence for users of the infonet uh not like lawnmower man not not like that no (laughs) (laughs) now my imagination is better than that Um, okay i hope so no but uh you know so if you want to do things like you know more interactively portray within your games hacking a computer system or breaking through a security system or something like that. Sure. If you want to play Tron or, or reboot or, or the matrix or anything along those lines. Exactly. You'd be able to do so uh, with the source book. Do you see your game uh, mechanics being able to like uh, reskinned into things that aren't sci-fi? Like, could you just like copy and paste the game mechanics into um, like a urban chaos. And now it's a, uh, like a cyberpunk game. Absolutely. And that, in fact, that was part of the plan from the beginning that oh, um, mo- if, if not all of our role-playing games, um, the, but uh, most of our role-playing games would be running off of pretty much the same uh, game system, partly with the idea of you'd be able to combine different games different games into a more coherent world so if you wanted to have your urban chaos with your stellar chaos you can do that i think i like cyber chaos better than urban chaos Ooh. it's the it's the alliteration it's better branding yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um uh high school chaos is a good one too that's a game oh, I would, that's a game i would play the fuck out of <laughs> hey, so he was wondering. 
and no one was. So I, no, I, mean, no. I, I was just I was thinking about the implications of what of high school chaos. Yeah, I was thinking about like uh, it, is that not just regular chaos. high school? I think so. I mean, depends on who's picking up a gun this week. Oh God! Mm. Too soon. Oh, I don't know what we're talking about. The answer's too soon. Anyway, <laughs> had some dark jokes over the years, but that. that Sorry. Was... <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you guys not met me? Have? Oh, I oh, no. saying it's over the line. I'm saying it's like in the top ten or twenty. <laughs> That's all. Wow. I didn't mind it. I thought it was topical. Mm-hmm. Very like an like an ointment. We are extremely proud of you guys. Um, we feel guys, like thank I, you. I, I, like, feel, I feel like uh, we've either we it's been a uh, we've been a part of it. We've been around it. We've I've I've watched you guys on Facebook with things going on in your lives, and and then to see slowly start seeing stellar chaos coming more and more to the forefront, and then having it be a, a tangible thing is uh. Uh, it's super cool. I'm I'm very happy for you guys. Thank you All very jokes much. And like like bullshit aside, um, just seeing and, and knowing that there, like somebody thought, like looked at our videos or was on drive through RPG and gave us a chance. Like that means everything to me and Jason. Well, like all you know, we could sit here and talk and laugh with you guys all day, but when it comes down to it, the fact that somebody out there has given us a chance, bought our product, means the world to me and him. And I and I know that I don't even have to ask him. I know that. Absolutely. Like, that that was a lot of time for me and even more time for Jason to hold the physical copy of that book. And to see something like in, and, and to see for me, like, Hey, I wrote that, that that's me right there. You know, that will never die. That That's amazing to me. Yeah. I think there was a, one of you guys actually posted like a, an unboxing video, I believe of the first Jason did. that came in. Yep. Was it, the, was it like the proof or was that like the first official hardback of your, of your, your work? That was actually the proof. Okay. Um, but still, you know, it's still, yeah, it's just like, holy crap, this thing is really real. It's physical. It's it's right here. Um, and I just it's funny. I've got it on my shelf right here and I, I keep going back and looking at it every once in a while. Just, you know, just to make sure it's still real. <laughs> right. Right. You drop it on your foot to make sure you're not dreaming. Yeah, <laughs> that's heavy enough to do damage. <laughs> One D four. So, so, so Jason, <laughs> Jason dropping, j- dropping a hardcover on your toe does exactly how much damage? Uh, well, this book probably about a D six. Oh okay. shit! <laughs> yeah, I mean it's an all-in-one uh game manual. So, if you want to play, it's the only book that you absolutely need. Uh, but all the other books are gonna just help supplement it and and add to it. So. Unlike some other game systems where you need to buy six books just to play. I'm not going to say anything. What? <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that most certainly wasn't recorded. 
I think so, it's uh, oh, go ahead, Rob. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, uh, are there any last things that you want to talk about uh, in regards to Stellar Chaos? Any last like if somebody was on the fence and was considering buying this, what what thing would you want them to either know about this game or or uh, about your story or anything along those lines? Uh, sure. What? Yeah. Sure, man. Um, for me, uh, something that we haven't really touched on is the fact that you know, we, we built in like power armor suits for lack of a better word. I mean, you want to roll around and absolutely basically wreck shit. We've got you covered. <laughs> Jason made absolutely sure that there are literally giant fucking robots in there. So yes, if you want to have a game with your friends and you know, to hell with this laser rifle crap. I want to hop into a, you know, mechanized behemoth and just wreck. We've got you covered. Like there, <laughs> there's not a lot that you can't do. So, <laughs> Jason. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like we've tried to cover uh, in the game, almost every contingency that a, a player or a GM could come up with of, of, you know, oh, they want to play, you know, this kind of adventure. The rules and the mechanics are there to support that. So, um, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I, I hope that new players to the game will be able to sit down and look through it and go, hey, that makes sense. And this is easy to get into. And, and I can make up my own stories within the system and make them come to life. And... You know, that makes me really happy that, that they'd be able to do that. That's extremely cool. I'm I'm kind of blown away by the success of it. I'm kind of blown away by of knowing some guys who did a thing as cool as this. And that's that's really awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, you guys helped. I mean, you guys were there. So, yeah, I, I, I am not I'm not taking an ounce of credit for your guys's work. That's that's too good. I'm happy to have been a part of it as much as I was. But uh, I'm just I think I'm I'm super stoked for you guys. When are we going to see you guys uh, Gen Con peddling this? You know, that's actually one thing that we've been trying to to figure out how we can get there to do that. Uh, okay. So uh, I've had on my sites for a while Gamma, Gen Con, uh, Origins, and eventually Dragon Con. But I know oh, Dragon yeah. hard to get into uh, as a vendor. I, I, I work one hell of a booth. Is all I'm saying. I know you do. So just, Gen Con 2018, I saw this man sell a game he had no rights to. He didn't have a hand in it. He was dragging people over going, you've got to try this shit. So- <laughs> that, well, was that at the uh, Archon booth? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They have oh, a new, yeah, they, they got a new RPG coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is, uh, it's based in their Eschaton world, which I am just, I in mean, love with. in love yeah, with, that, yeah. That was fun. We, we, I need to go to Gen Con again. You guys are too much fun. Well, so. we, uh, uh, we would work a booth for free. I can't speak for Joe and Rob, <laughs> but I can. We would happily work a booth. Yeah, I mean, well, absolutely. 
Yeah, we always need booth babes, so you guys could be there. Oh, and if oh, you, yeah. I'll tell you what, I got... You won't find better ones. You want some of them, like, Gen Con deviant tops on me, mm-hmm. and I'll start doing some, you know, some stuff? I'm in. <laughs> can, we get, like, ring, can we get, like, ring girl cards? Yes. <laughs> well, we gotta dress like, there's a there's a fantastic picture of you, Rob, as, like, Little Bo Peep or something. Oh, I absolutely. Think we, I think I if we were to bring that way. back... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, hey, uh, no publicity is uh, bad publicity, right? Yeah. It's all about about chaos, I think, at the Stellar Chaos booth. I'm just I'm just saying Um, I'm on board. I will take I'll take all three of y'all dressed up as ring girls. Absolutely. Any day, all day. Perfect. You know, towards the end of the show, we talk about what we've been geeking on this week, and we haven't had guests in a while, actually. So, really? Uh, would you guys like to go first, or in the middle, or last? When when would you like to talk about what you're geeking on this week? I'll start. I love um, it. I fucking love that. <laughs> you know me, guys. I'll hop right on in. Um, I recently... For whatever reason, you know, I've got a nice, beautiful PS5, all these next-gen stuff coming out, and I'm playing Fallout 4 again. I haven't touched that (laughs) game since 2018, and here I am firing up Fallout 4 again. And I realized something. I've never... I've played Fallout 2, 3, and 4, and I've never actually played through the entire story. So I am determined to play through the entire story this time. No more side quests. If I can help it, I am going to try to actually beat a Fallout game. I believe in you. You can do I it. I don't man. believe in me. No, so I don't believe in you. <laughs> You're going to get nope. side quest. Did... Side quested to hell. Yep. I feel I'm agnostic toward, toward your abilities. <laughs> <laughs> that way you got the gamut. Is side uh, quested is side quested two mm-hmm. words. Mm. I think it's hyphenated. Is it hyphenated? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be apostrophed. Like an end dash. Uh, <laughs> uh, beat you mm. in a period, I will. I know you will. <laughs> Fantasy Authors 101. Uh, Jason, <laughs> what yeah. you this week? Uh, really? Um, what I've been geeking on is we just started, uh, my spouse and I just started um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so we just watched the first two episodes. Honestly, though, I, uh, uh, with all the excitement and everything around it, I've, I'm feeling a little bit underwhelmed with it. But I'm, I've been reassured by so many people that it gets better. It gets better. So sticking with it. We'll see. Excellent. Nerd. Damn straight. It's been it's been way too long. So can I can I ask can I ask a question for the group? Y- yeah, sure. of course. Okay, okay. Joe? Yes. How are you, buddy? I'm good. What have you been geeking on this week? I have three things I've been geeking on this week. Ooh. Uh, and I guess I'll do it in descending order. Um, obviously, my, my, the majority of my attention has been given to the, the Alex Jones trial. Um, mm. It's really been my bright spot for the last couple of weeks because uh, going into it, it this is, it, 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 it's been a damages trial, right? So he's right. going into it already guilty, which is just 
<laughs> wonderful. There is, there is almost nothing that could happen that would make me sad because he's already guilty. Outstanding. Um, I agree. Outstanding indeed. Yeah. Uh, and, and the twist today that I, I just of, uh, of, of the, um, the defense lawyer accidentally handing over his, uh, Alex Jones, a copy of Alex Jones's phone, cell phone records. Just yep. what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He oh, accidentally yeah. put it in the his, chair. Com- his complete text, phone call, log, email. If it was data on his phone. For the last few years. For the last yep. like two, three For years. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It and is it's awesome. Incredible. And I love uh, Alex didn't realize it. And 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 the 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 main attorney for the plaintiffs, Mark Bankston, was like, uh, Alex, can you please tell me? And Alex is like, Yo, you must have you must have gotten it off of somebody else's phone. I don't know. I don't know where you got it. Uh and he goes, Alex, do you have an iPhone, right? <laughs> yes. Well, you know what the blue bubble means, don't you? Of course I do. It means I'm the one sending the texts. Can you please tell me what color the bubble is on this? Yeah. And then what number is it down here at the bottom that we retrieve these texts from? Is that your phone number? It was a slow progression of Alex finally figuring out, oh, fuck, they got my phone. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, Oh, delicious. So many depositions he gave where he... I he want, didn't have his phone uh, and he, he doesn't text. He doesn't send emails. He doesn't answer phone mm-hmm. phone calls. The fuck I'd he like does. to get a picture of that oh. moment and blow <laughs> it up. So it's like six feet wide and frame it over a fireplace. I want to make Are you kidding drunk. me? I would hang it outside of the courthouse. <laughs> Fly it up. Get a giant I flag am, of it. And I, I immediately, I immediately yep. text these guys and said, um, the January 6th implications on that phone are incredible. Oh, you realize they've already subpoenaed his phone. Uh, yep. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was and incredible. I, I, five the minutes first, after Ryan sent us that, Rolling Stones dropped an article. The first thing I thought of was, like, someone get that phone, like, Bankston, get in a car and drive it to... Right, put it in a little baggie and drive yep. it to Washington, D.C. from Texas yep. right give that, now. <laughs> give that to Adam Kinzinger or Adam Schiff right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it's just, it was great. And, and today was the moment I was waiting for all week. It's, it's, it's why I went through the rest of it, was to be able to see that moment. Um, everything else that happens here on out... I mean, there's a small, small possibility of disappointment... If the jury decides to, to not punish him, but even if they don't punish him, he still has perjury charges and, and sanctions, other trials and two other defamation trials that he's already already filed also. And he's already filed bankruptcy for his company too. Right. Well, for one of his companies yet. So it doesn't matter that he filed it (laughs) at all. The best thing is, is that like the final, the final shell corp in the Russian nesting oh. dolls of shell corps that he has is called mm-hmm. like AEJ Incorporated. It's, yeah. na- it's named after it's his initials. So he can't even be like, no, that's not me. <laughs> that's not, I've never <laughs> seen it before in my know. life. Who uh, 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 could possibly one. have a name? Uh, uh, AEJ, uh, it's me. That's yeah. Alfonso uh, Eduardo Edward Jones. <laughs> Jones, damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> P. Tier Griffin. <laughs> God damn it. 
Uh, so yeah, so that's number one, especially that moment today. Just, I, I am geeking hard on that moment. Uh, and then the next thing is uh, C2E2 is this weekend as well as Gen Con, but I'm not going to Gen Con this year because I'm going to C2E2 uh, with my Ooh. other podcast, uh, This Freaking Show, which uh, airs roughly weekly over on um, Podbean um, or the, I don't know, we have a network name. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head That's right freaking now. freaking network. Studios, something like that. Uh, but anyway, we uh, uh, managed to get a sponsor who was going to send us for free. So we're going to go to, to C2E2 and interview some cosplayers and tell them about comic books from our sponsor. And uh, it should be a good time. I'm looking forward to that. I've never been to C2E2, so this will be, uh, be a new experience for me. That sounds then, like it's uh, going to be a blast. Yeah, Enjoy the hell out of yourself, man. What's that? Enjoy the hell out of yourself. Oh, I will. I will. I'll do my best anyway. Uh, and then the, uh, the last thing is, uh, I feel like I haven't brought it up at all, uh, since the change happened, but, uh, PlayStation finally did the thing I've been begging them to do and, and unified their two subscription services into one subscription service. Yep. Uh, uh, for like 24 extra dollars on top of the discounted price I got at Christmas. Um, I, signed up for it and it was fantastic. It's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it so far. And the best thing has been, uh, finally getting the, the new crash bandicoot game that is not really new anymore. Um, but I'd wanted to play it since it came out, but 60 bucks is too much to pay for crash bandicoot. Yeah. So, although I guess inadvertently I've paid that for it now. So, (laughs) yeah, but it comes with so much more now about that. Yeah. It comes with a lot more. That's true. So, but that's been fun. It, uh, they've done a really good job of capturing the, uh, the difficulty and the, the, I, I was afraid they were going to make it super easy. Like a lot of newer games can be, um, and not a lot of newer platformers can be, um, but they give you the option for the retro mode and I took it and it's been great. So it, it's, it's been extremely frustrating in the best ways. We, yeah. Uh, Ryan, you almost always go last, but you're not going to today. What are you geeking on this week? Well, I'll save. Uh, we've already covered Alex Jones, but it's you can't even say his name without saying it like Alex Jones. Alex Jones. <laughs> I'm Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a torn larynx. I got a larynx. <laughs> uh, I did My, uh, fully. I did fully expect him to say like go through like a coughing jag and claim that he just like couldn't go on today. I expect mm-hmm. I expected that couldn't believe I that can't he, believe it didn't because they set that up. I mean, oh, that was a, yeah. that was a ploy that was set up to fucking happen. But I'll, I'll save Alex Jones. Um, rest in piss your career <laughs> and money. Um, uh, fantasy football is starting back up and I am. Uh, so are you more for the Wizards or the Barbarians? It's me, neither one really. I'm kind of a the Pelicans. No, the Baltimore Bards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh no it's uh we're uh we have a fantasy football episode coming up here probably within the next two weeks so um joe rob you know sacrifice your goats whatever you got to do to ensure nick and i have a decent draft um my goat just yeah. came in. fantasy oh good good is it ripe mm. uh and it'll be in another week or so okay my good. goat just came out nice. oh, is, congratulations <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah. Oh, uh, choose love. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Choose love, comma, goat. <laughs> goat love. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Mm. That's a really good show title. <laughs> um so yeah that's what i'm geeking on the uh, uh we're, we're building up the fantasy football we're building up to the uh the football season which now that my cubs um that the cubs were out of it in april but uh it's it's full on a uh, football mode now which means which means it's almost soup season which means um it means i have plans on sundays that i never have so I, I'm, I'm i'm getting pretty uh i'm getting pretty jack oh and and uh tomorrow is our um, junior high football call out. So I'll get to see what my teams are going to look like for this upcoming middle school football season. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm geeking on. A uh, whole lot of football. Uh, Robert? Very nice. Uh, so I also have a couple of things that I am geeking on this week. Uh, so the first one of them is I fucking got registered for classes and everything is ready to go for me to be a student again. Fucking oh wow. Woot woot. That is uh, terrifying. That's exciting. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been uh an endeavor, but uh I am now like uh, I I guess at the end of the or the, the the end of the beginning. Yeah. Um so that's pretty exciting. Uh and then the second thing uh that I wanted to touch on was uh so last week was my wife's birthday um and uh while mentioned this in mine i know right uh and i know that the alex jones case has been overshadowing much uh just in the world right now but uh i really wanted to do something special for ashley for her birthday and uh, so I told her that we were going to go to Illinois to go to a dispensary, a casino and the medieval times. She was oh. less than pleased with that. Uh, but what we were actually doing was going up to Chicago to meet up with Joe and Maddie. Uh, and then we went downtown, uh, not realizing that it was the first day of Lollapalooza where Metallica was playing that night. So traffic going into Chicago at any point in time during the day was just fucking molasses. Yeah, especially especially down by like Grant Park there. Yes. So uh, we went to this uh, show called Teatro Zanzani. And I think the the best way... The Spiegel Fence Zazu. The Spiegel Yes. Uh... And I feel like the best way to just give a summary of it was it was a dinner show. Uh, The show and experience itself was uh, immersive. Pretty much everybody that was uh, serving or around you was like in some form a cast member and um, um, filling a role. And the like show itself was some love child of uh, like... Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, Cirque du Soleil, and uh, the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. It was was absolute anarchy, and it was incredible. It was drag, it was singing, uh, there was a live band, there was uh, juggling, acrobatics, there was uh, contortionist displays. Some guy rode in on ass, uh, uh, on a motorcycle in assless chaps, and uh, scale mail... Like, Duh. Uh, yeah, wait, absolutely. assless chaps and scale mail. Yep. 
scale okay. mill like uh uh ger- speedo yeah like a chill ch- like a scale mail ch- <laughs> speedo yeah a good that's my favorite kind of pickle yeah uh <laughs> it's great uh it was a blast it was an incredibly good time and i would do it again in a heartbeat um they are in residency in chicago and they also have a uh i believe a sister or parent event uh out in washington but i can't remember where in washington i think they said and, they were going back to seattle uh sounds that fracks and this is uh, called chicken this is called chicken tetrazzini close mm-hmm. uh teatro zanzani oh closer than i thought close you you were pretty close uh, yeah, would, would recommend uh, and will certainly be going back at some point in time. It's probably the most ideal way to experience uh, dinner, if you have to ask me. And oh, they've got brunch dinner. that they do. And I really want to go to a brunch there. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a blast. So, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any pluggables? That That's you what I was going to ask at this point. Uh, other than go to uh, drive through RPG and, and get yourself a copy of stellar chaos. Not yet. Although we are working on a drama podcast, uh, based on the events of one of the, uh, playtest adventures. So that should be fun. It yep, Jason sent, sent that to me, and I read it, and he's like, "What'd you think?" I was like, "Where's the rest of it?" <laughs> it's like, I need, I need more. more of this. This is I need good. More. Like, well, yeah, I, I have multiple uh, scripts of the twenty-episode adventure that uh, are written and being edited, and uh, but I have many, many more to write before I'm done. <laughs> That's super exciting, though. We'll have to keep our ears out for, uh, open for that. Absolutely. Keep your ears open, your goats out. Yes. That's another show Both title. goats. Oh, for what it's worth, guys, I, I have to interject this before mm-hmm. we leave for the evening. A long time ago on this show, y'all guys would say, that was the name of my high school band. Mm-hmm. I say that to my current girlfriend. She said, what, what instrument do you, did you play? And I said, kazoo. And to this, I don't know if you can hear her over here laughing, but she still finds it fucking hilarious. Thank you guys for that line, because you guys are beautiful for that. You're welcome. You're very welcome. You don't even have to give us credit. Just make that one your own. You you can credit me with that one. Okay, I will, Rob. Trademarked, all rights reserved. I will send you a dime every time I whip that one out. And we'll keep and we'll keep a nickel and put a nickel in John Mulaney's luck sock. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there you go. If you liked what you heard and if you want to hear more, the best thing you could do for us is go to wherever you listen to this podcast. Give us a five star review. Uh, tell us um, how much <laughs> how many elephants worth of money Alex Jones should be paying in this defamation suit. Mm. I think we need to establish what kind of elephants we're using. Um, they left it wide open, just full grown. I'm just paying in pygmy elephants. If you want to tell us what kind of elephants that you would like to pay in, you can do so on the social media. So all you have to do is search at Geekcast Live 
And also you can check out the website that I made at FileImpress.com. If you want to support us in ways that are not social necessarily, you can do so over at patreon.com slash geekcast live or get a shirt with our faces on it over at gcl.threadless.com. Or maybe a, uh, uh, a koozie that says, uh, get howdy. gcl.threadless.com. At gcl.threadless.com. What's our Patreon? Oh, it's patreon.com slash geekcast live. That's it. I always fuck that one up. Anyway. Infinite Monkeys. Thanks for coming on. We love you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We'll put a link in the show nuts to drive show nuts. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We'll put a link in the show show nuts. (laughs) For the for the link to to the game. Mm -hmm. And um that we'll see you in hell. Sounds great. <laughs> see you, gentlemen. See you. Thanks for having us. Hey, everyone. Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank all those degenerates, ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quattrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus, Hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds, I don't know if that's their official website, that might be porn, Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower, (laughs) that's a Grumpkin's flight right there, that's from, what is that? Charleston, uh, Pinkert Hagers. We've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish. Girl from There Ways, Three Finger Emily. We love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person, but the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you, as always. Check this.
Check that.